Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. We're live. It's going to be another morning, two hours of uh, actually answering your questions is the name of the game about the car industry, mainly the retail car industry, if you're buying or leasing a car, or you have to maintain or repair your car, if you have a, an accident, you have a collision issue, dealing with insurance companies, um, we've pretty much heard it all. We've been doing this for 20 years. Of course, things are changing extremely fast. The past three years have been uh, warp speed and uh, evolution of the retail and uh, wholesale auto industry, manufacturing, uh, things are just changing so fast that we don't know what to talk about from one week to the next because there's so many interesting dynamics. Electric vehicles, autonomous vehicles, uh, just absolutely nutty stuff that 30, 40 years ago we thought about that as the future and we actually thought about that as maybe just a pipe dream. It's a science fiction. Can't happen, dot com. Well, it happened. And here we are in the most exciting. I just, as a car dealer, an old car dealer, been around since 1968, um, I guess I have a better perspective on things because, yeah, I started out in the business. We didn't even have seat belts. Forget about airbags. And... Uh, Sold a lot of cars without air conditioning, without power steering. I mean, you, you, sometimes you go to a used car lot and you buy a car, the only accessory was a radio. And now here we are. I mean, th- now there's so many accessories on the cars you buy. We have another problem. You can't remember what accessories you have, and the ones that you do have, you don't know how to operate. Uh, our, our, our cars, our new cars that we buy today and drive are like a, an airliner was in, you know, uh, maybe 30, 40 years ago. I mean, it's just, you would never try to fly an airplane, would you? Uh, well, now it's kind of hard to even drive a car. Well, you can, you can drive the car, but you take, can't get all your money out of it. When you spend X dollars for a car, say $45,000, $50,000 for a new car, uh, you're paying for a lot of... Uh, Gadgetry, and actually useful gadgetry, if that's a uh, contradiction in terms, it probably is. But you're paying for a lot of stuff you don't use because you don't know how or you can't use it. And uh, we'll, we'll try to help you there. This guy sitting to my right here in the studio, Rick Kearney, uh, he stays on top of this stuff. Uh, if you recently bought a car used or new, I can almost guarantee you there's some things on that car you can't quite figure out how to use properly, or you might not even know they're there. You have features in your car that you probably don't know. Well, call the show, tell us what kind of car you you have, and uh, we might cheat a little bit and Google it for you, but 
chances are Rick has got most of it right up there in his head. Call us. That's a, that's the key. Call us. 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. I, just, I went off on a rant there because I get excited about this show. I really love doing it. And uh, this sounds like flattery to you, the listener, but I do learn something new on this show. I mean, who says you can't teach an old dog new tricks? I'm an old dog. I learn new tricks every week, sometimes from you, sometimes from Rick, sometimes from Nancy, sometimes from Stu. Uh, this is an evolution. Uh, this is an information revolution that we have two hours of exchanging ideas, asking questions, answering questions, all about cars. And as I say, Rick Kearney, if you've got a car that you have any questions about, operation, trouble with a car, how to get it fixed, where to get it fixed, how much to pay to get it fixed, just call us at 877-960-9960. Now, I have to go through a litany of other ways to reach us. Our preferred method, because we'd like to hear your voice, is 877-960-9960. We've got five lines, and... And in reality, we can't take all phone calls. So we have a lot of other venues. We've got texting, 772-497-6530. If you, if you can write this down, write it down. If you send us a text, we'll get to it. We'll get to it later in the show, maybe, but we've got two hours. We'll get to it. 772-497-6530. Usually, the last half hour, if we haven't got to a text, uh, I'll get them out before we do the mystery shopping report, which is something else I have to mention. It is truly the uh, most interesting part of the show, probably the most informative part of the show. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely entertaining, and, and we have some laughs. Maybe uh, we shouldn't laugh at some of these bad things that happen with mystery shopping reports. And we also have some extraordinarily good mystery shopping reports. We've had, in the past 30 days, I believe, we've given scores of A or better, A, uh, a minus A, A plus. We've given A's to uh, two dealerships. I don't remember that ever happening before. We uh, score the mystery shopping report. We ask you to call in. After we read the Mr. Shopping Report, you know, between 9.30 and 10 Eastern Standard Time, and, and we ask you to score the, the report, and we put this on the good dealer, bad dealer list, which you can access on our blog at earloncars.com, earloncars.com. And we, you can look at the make a car you want. You're looking for a Chevrolet, check out Chevrolet dealers. You know, I'm not saying you're going to find a Chevrolet dealer in your area with an A, but if they're on the recommended list, even if they have a D, uh, they pass because we grade on the curve. There are no perfect car dealers, certainly, and uh, that includes myself. Uh, we are not perfect, uh, but we have to have a list that you can refer to. If we score it on the absolute basis of A, B, C, D, F, and we flunked everybody. Where are you going to buy a car? I mean, <laughs> we have we have a, a situation in the world. I started to say the United States, where most car dealers are trying to rip you off. Now, I know I, I'm, I'm irritating a lot of people by saying that, but it's true. You know, you're all familiar uh, with the annual report, the Gallup Annual Ethics and Honesty. If you're not, Google it. <laughs> 
Honesty and Ethics in Professions by the Gallup Organization. They've been doing this since 1977, I think, or in the 70s. And uh, they, they ask you, of all the different businesses, which ones do you regard with the highest integrity and the lowest integrity? Bottom line, car dealers at the bottom. If they're not at the bottom, they're second or third. I mean, if they're third from the bottom, that's a good year for a car dealer. Usually they're on dead, dead bottom, along with lobbyists, politicians, and uh, who else? Uh, uh, direct mail solicitors. Or drug dealers. Drug dealers. <laughs> Assassins. <laughs> I don't think they, I don't think they have drugs. Josh, Stu was just kidding okay. you. Then. So anyway, high point of the show between 930 and 10 Eastern Standard Time, Mystery Shopping Report. You make the show. Nancy and I driving to the show this morning. She says, what are we going to talk about? I says, we're going to talk about what you want to talk about, meaning the customer, I mean, meaning the uh, listener. Oh, I thought you meant me. Yeah. I, I thought you meant too. <laughs> you said that we're very seriously. Exactly. We're going to talk about what you I, want. I did say that. So they're, they're attacking me now because it was uh, a slip of the tongue. It's early. At any rate, seriously, uh, if you don't call the show or you don't text the show, and, you know, oh, I forgot almost, youtube.com forward slash rolling cars. Go to YouTube. You can stream us. Uh, you can see us live and in color. Rick Kearney monitors the YouTube. Facebook.com forward slash Roland Cars. Stu Stewart, uh, he's sitting right across from me. He monitors that. The real party's over at YouTube, though. Oh. The real party's going oh, over the there party, at YouTube. Oh, yeah. the yeah, YouTube A is A lot real. of viewers on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know why, but anyway, I do know why. I mean, because I'm awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's, it's, that's, right. it, I won't say It's anything. Rick, and, and, you know, <laughs> I, Facebook I is. Not as cool as YouTube. Hey, well, what kind of ratings did we get last Saturday, Jonathan? <laughs> there was a spike at one point during the show. I don't know what happened. And we had one more that I'll mention before I turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart, uh, and that is the anonymousfeedback.com. Anonymousfeedback.com. It's a URL. It's a website. Youranonymousfeedback.com. And that's a confidential private you know you've heard of the tip line you can call the cops if you're afraid you're going to be uh, uh, found out and and uh, shot by the crook that you turned in they have a anonymous feedback line i have also on the show your anonymous feedback if you have something that you're afraid is going to hurt my feelings or nancy's feelings or rick's or Stu's feelings you can say it anyway we'll read it on the air we have we don't edit Anything we don't we don't censor. Well, we do. We take the four-letter words out. If something is said that's that's really you know obscene or profane or something, uh, we we, we will we'll say expletive deleted. But we'll get to the essence of the uh, comment. Youranonymousfeedback.com. Now, Nancy Stewart, a, a co-founder of the show, and uh, she has done something absolutely amazing over the years, and she has brought you ladies from whatever you were doing to the, to the telephones and to the texting and to the emailing, and she has got you involved in Earl on Cars. We started out, it was an old boys club. Nobody but guys calling in. Now we have about 50-50, and she's done that. She, got, she had a very great idea. She'll tell you about it just shortly because she incentivizes you. She'll tell you what that is. Uh, uh, in just a second, 
And when you call the show, you feel good about it. Then you tell your friends about it. You spread the word, and other ladies call, and that's what we have. We saw our best, our our very best texter, by the way, and emailer is a woman. We have a lot of amazing women out there, thanks to Nancy Stewart. So the mic is yours, Nancy. Tell us what's on your mind this morning. Good morning. Welcome, Daryl Stewart on Cars. Uh, to the women who have called the show and moved us in this direction, I thank you. This morning, I have $50 for the first two female callers. Yes, $50 for the first two female callers. Give us a call, 877-960-9960. For you others, you can text us at 772-497-6530. As Earl said, don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. And... Uh, I have a question uh, for our audience. Uh, I was just wondering, do you think that an electric car is going to save you some money? Is it something you would consider? And I hope by now that you have picked up the 2023 auto issue of Consumer Report. Boy, I'll tell you what, it has a lot of information in it. We have a great mystery shopping report to get to from Vero Beach. And, uh, well... A heck of a lot of news and things to share with you. Again, that number is 877-960-9960. Has anyone heard about Elon Musk uh, planning a Texas utopia? Yes. About 35 miles right outside of Austin. It's going to be interesting. And Building his own city. Amazing. Yeah. In, an interesting article. You might want to take a look at that. Uh you can pull that up on the internet. We are going to go to Warren, who has been holding from New Jersey. Good morning, Warren. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're well, thank you. I, I got two notes before I ask a question. Uh, I was down by your neck of the woods for two months, got back yesterday, and now it's snowing in New Jersey. It hasn't snowed all year, but it's snowing today. Enjoy. So, so enjoy. The other thing, you can wish me a happy birthday. It's my birthday. Hey, uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Rick, thank, sing. Thank you. No, I'm Rick. Just I, anyway, <laughs> anyway, I got a question for Earl, and I know you've talked about leasing and buying on infinitum over the years, but I, I'm looking around cars, and my only philosophy was I didn't like to tie up money in a car, and I used to lease cars. And I'm looking at new cars. Can you negotiate the buyout at the end of the lease, is that negotiable? Or would they say it's, you know, the car is $20,000 to buy it out? That's what it is, and there's nothing you could do about it. On a closed-end lease, uh, you cannot negotiate that. There were other versions of leases at some time or another, which I don't think really exist anymore, where I think there was, uh, I don't know if Ford did that, but I think that Ford can negotiate the buyout with the FMAC. Well, it's important to know what Susie said, that it's non-negotiable, but it isn't so much on you. It's the dealer that's going to try to negotiate because he's going to try to buy that from you at a lower price. Typically, the purchase option prices today are a bargain, and uh, the the dealer will not offer you to buy it at the purchase option price. As a matter of fact, it's the lessor, the leasing company, that uh, actually buys the car back, and you are contractually guaranteed that option price. They can't charge you, meaning the dealer, one nickel above that price. Most people don't know that, and uh, unfortunately some dealers ignore it. Uh, it has only become 
has only come to the surface recently. In South Florida, we had a big uh, stink uh, with when WPLG Channel 10 t Television uh, uh, found out that a lot of dealers are charging thousands over, uh, they're trying to buy the the car for for less and then adding more money to the purchase option price. So uh, you can't do that. Your purchase option price is the price you pay, not one penny more. You know, I know that happened to somebody uh, when COVID started. His lease was up, and the dealership not only told him lie, just put out lies to him, saying, Florida, you can't buy a car off a lease. And he believed him. I mean, yeah, I tried to tell him it wasn't true, but he refused to do any research on it. He let them buy the car, take the car back and rebuy it from them and cost them thousands of dollars. Uh, I mean, yeah, it crazy. was just unbelievable. It, it was just crazy. They committed an absolute crime on it. But, you know, um, so the, the, the question that I actually answered the question, but because of the high prices of cars, uh, again, I've been thinking about leasing it because obviously the payments are going to be lower. But have you changed your mind about leasing and buying? Are you still like most of the you're still better off buying? You can go with cars are now forty five, fifty thousand dollars. Are you still adamant that buying is a better deal? Well, real quick, now for sure. I mean, um, most of the major um, manufacturers' leasing programs, like incentives, are at a uh, still at a, not an all time low, but they're very low right now. So there's not a lot of supported um, lease um, programs like incentives. So right now, for example, just speaking for Toyota, um, yeah, I mean, we, we do feel buying is a better option, but especially now, um, there doesn't seem to be um, a lot of uh, incentive to, to go in there. The payments aren't that low. They're just standard uh, lease rates now. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you very much. You answered my question, and you have a great day. Thank you, Warren. Yeah, got it. Give us a call again. We're going to go to uh, Bob in Lake Park. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. How is everybody today? Great. Good. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, I got one for Rick. Yeah. Okay. He's right here. Okay, great. Uh, on my Mustang, I told you uh, I had problems with the power points, and it wasn't the uh, fuses or the relay. You told me to get it diagnosed, which I did. And it, apparently the... Uh, Body control module is not sending the signal to the relay. Is there any way of resolving that without having to replace the whole unit, the whole module? Because everything else on the car works. Uh, actually, there is, but it's kind of a shade tree method. Um, what I would do in that case, I would offer this to the customer, where we would simply run a wire from the ignition source to the relay, telling the relay to turn on when the key was on and basically I would cut that relay out of the original circuit and I would create a new circuit just so that when you turn the key on that power outlet would get power only while the key is on oh okay all right good the, that's really nice to know all right so it, it can there is an, a, a, an alternative because the module is quite expensive so you know and, right. Uh, even if even if point you use one, and then you have to reprogram the keys and everything. So yeah, no, that's a good. Uh, okay, so you're just going to bypass the pretty way. Uh, put in a bypass. That's basically what you're doing. I have another question. I have a friend that has an Audi, a little two seat Audi, very fast car with the engine in the back, and he needed a new battery. Uh, you want to take a guess on how much they whacked him for to put that in? Well, I'm going to say $575. Uh, 
over 800. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, when he told me, you know, I, and I think the one thing that came to my mind, uh, Earl had a couple of people call a few weeks ago about complaining about how much they had to pay to uh, fix, uh, have some programming done on their E-Class Mercedes. And I'm saying to myself, you know, if you buy an E-Class Mercedes or a BMW or a Jaguar or an Aston Martin, whatever it might be, once the car is out of warranty, you're going to be on the hook. You're going to pay some money to have those things fixed. German engineering. Yes, I get it. I don't understand why people complain about how much they have to pay if they're going to drive that type of car. They're engineering the money right out of your pocket into theirs. Right. And I have something for Stu. Uh, I saw a couple of... uh, Online, I saw Brayman Honda is advertising uh, that if you go to him, the one in Green Acres, uh-huh. if you go to his store, that uh, they're not selling anything that's uh, MSRP. It's under, if you want to buy un- <laughs> under MSRP. Uh, that was Brayman BMW. <laughs> Brayman Honda. Brayman Honda, okay. Well, Green Acres. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and the other and the other one that I had called on before, I don't know if you want to shop them, but the other one I had called on before that you did shop was the Nissan 441 Nissan guy, and he just changed his commercial, <clears throat> and he's uh, now not only saying that they're selling NSM, MSRP, but he also says in the commercial, no markups, <clears throat> no markups. So I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> All right, so we got Brayman Honda. And, uh, and who's the Nissan second one? Southern, four, Southern, Southern 441. They're bandits yeah. out there. I, I don't know yeah. how they get away with their TV I commercials. Don't. I mean, they, they don't even try to be honest on the air. And uh, somehow they get away with it. I know. But now he's also uh, he's also advertising along with the under, no, you know below MSRP, which you already exposed him to that. <laughs> I yes. told you about it. And he went over and shopped them. But now he's also saying no markups in right. addition. We'll so uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, and one other thing, for Earl, I think you might want to cons- – I've been listening to you for a long time, but I think you might want to change the name of your show, uh, Earl Stewart on Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> some, some shows are like you that. Know, I plead guilty to that, and I, <laughs> I apologize. I, I know I talk too much about Teslas, and uh, – uh, I it just it, he, I, 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 we drove to work in our Tesla th- this morning, and right. a part of the it, if 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 you haven't driven an electric car, the it, it's a thrill. I mean, just a, so uh, it's a car that gets people excited, and I shouldn't let it bleed over on the air because most what, people what, what only five point three percent of the people have electric cars, and I'm yakking too much about them. I know that. Well, but what other car right. maker has sixty percent market share? There I mean, you go. They're pretty extraordinary. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah. yeah. Well, we, thank you. Thank you very much. You uh, Bob, we prom- we promised not to go on this uh, Saturday morning about uh, Tesla and uh, our disagreements back and forth, but it is a great car a, to drive. Thank you. I'm a long-time listener. I remember when you used to be on the other station. Oh, do you? Oh, great. Save you, yeah. Listen, I've been listening for a long time, so you never had talked about Teslas before, before they, because they didn't <laughs> come around. So that was better. So Okay, well, have a great day, everybody. Thank you Amazing. so much. Amazing. Thanks for thank listening. You. We're going to go to Jay. Uh, who's calling us from Hoop Sound? Good morning, Jay. Hey, good morning. I've got a few questions. Um, one of them is, is it, is it a good time to buy a, a new car at, at, right now? 
You know, it's, it's, it's a difficult question. The, it'll be a better time in six months, and I've been saying that for three years. Uh, we had this wild uh, market adjustment with the COVID, the pandemic, and the supply chain issues, and prices soared all the way to the stratosphere. Now they're back down to about 10,000 feet, but they're not back down to ground zero, and uh, no one knows if they will be there. Bottom line is uh, cars or new cars are less expensive today than they were six months or 12 months or 18 months ago. But they're more expensive than they will be by the end of 2023. So the question is, how long do you want to wait? How do, how do you want to how long do you want to postpone the pleasure? People love to buy cars. Uh, and as a car dealer, I'm very happy about that. Uh, and they buy cars not because they have to have them sometimes, because they want them and because they're fun and they're part of it's become a part of American life. So if you're if it's all budget, keep the old car, wait another year and you'll probably get a much better price. But a hey, life is short. Uh, if it's a, if it brings you enough pleasure between now and 12 months from now when the prices drop, buy it. You get your pleasure out of it. And the heck with the fact that you're going to save money, yet you enjoyed life a little bit more. Yeah, I hear that. And I've been uh, waiting two years to, to buy a new car. I keep yeah. putting it off, hoping the prices will come down because uh, the, the uh, chips are, are being delivered to the factories and all that. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah. anyway, uh, one other uh, question is, uh, is it good to to time at um, your, your purchase like towards the end of the month i've heard uh, you'll be able to get a better deal because the, the dealer wants to push their inventory at the end of the month see that, that's one of the reasons why prices are so high the answer is no uh, uh three years ago it was a huge advantage to buy them toward the last of the month and and because there was an excess there were excess inventories Everybody was paid on commission. Uh, it was a doggy dog competition, and everybody's looking for market share. And a car that you sold on the last day of the month, you could sell at a loss, hit a quota that would mean a big bonus from the manufacturers or the dealer. Today, none of the above exists. Uh, the cars aren't available. And you have to wait, typically, if you want the car that you really want. If you take whatever is in the inventory and you want to pay too much money, you can buy a car today. But the salespeople are lazy today. I mean, my own salespeople, all salespeople, and I don't mean literally. I mean, they don't have to hustle because the buyers are lined up. It's all a matter of price. If you want to, if you, uh, we, we mystery shopped uh, a Kia dealer. And you'll hear about this at the end of the show. And they were asking thousands and thousands, $9,000 market adjustment and a whole lot of more on top of a Kia Telluride. And that, that was the price. And the mystery shopper walked out because they wouldn't come down one nickel over like $9,000 over a sticker. So uh, uh, the, uh, he doesn't care where, whether it's the last day of the month or the first day of the month with the high, high supply I mean, high demand, low supply situation. Every day is a bad day <laughs> to buy a car okay. today. And uh, Toyota of Hollywood's advertising uh, a Corolla lease for one forty nine a month. 
And uh, do you think that would be a good deal on his tour of Hollywood, a, a good dealer to go to? Stu will answer that, but I know I know what his answer is going to be. You can, you can speak for me. <laughs> Read the fine print. Right. Read the fine print. Nobody's going to lease you Corolla for that price. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a very big down payment in the fine print, thousands of dollars. And why? Oh, I, I figured as much. Yeah, yeah. And, and it Even isn't just the dealers times. that do that. The manufacturers do that. I mean, my God, can you imagine General Motors, Honda, Toyota, uh, uh, Ford actually breaking the law in a national commercial? I mean, what's this country coming to? The Federal Trade Commission says anything in an advertisement that modifies the advertised price has to be displayed prominently alongside of the price in the same bold type and font size as the price they're advertising. And nobody does that, and nobody does anything about it. The regulators are sitting on their hands. The, uh, the uh, uh, legislators who make the laws, they know they're breaking the law. And everybody stands by and ignores it. I, I, I could see Napleton Hyundai or Napleton Kia. You know, he's our bad, he's our bad boy of South Florida as a car dealer. I, I could see him doing that kind of stuff. But I can't see Nissan and I can't see Toyota, my own franchise, advertising products uh, on leases and hiding the uh, down payment and the fine print. It's just unethical and illegal. Well, that, that's Toyota of Hollywood. Are they a good dealer? They're pretty mm-hmm. aggressive. Um, I think you might. I, we sh, we've shopped them before, and um, yeah, they're 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 making a lot of money down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aggressive well, is a great word. Off, it uh, definitely describes them. Pardon? I'd be better off uh, with your dealership. That's a personal well, choice. Well, that's up to you. What was the question? He'd be better off at our dealership. I said it's always a personal well, yeah, choice. You would, uh, uh, yeah, Definitely. you would, you would Je- be better off at our dealership. I hate, I hate to answer questions like that because my competition and other car dealers who I attack uh, say, uh, Earl isn't doing an honest show. He's just trying to sell cars from his own dealership. So every time. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great day. And, uh, Jay, if you continue to listen, uh, this uh, website is uh, very important to all of us, www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers. And I'll tell you what, it is worth its weight for you to take a look and read that at Earl on Cars. And there is absolutely no reason for anybody to pay market adjustment. It's ridiculous. And don't forget, everything is negotiable. You're still in the driver's seat. 877-960-9960. You can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to Boca, where Mel has been holding. Thank you for your patience, Mel. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, having the show. Um, That kind of leads me into my question about buying cars. Uh, The MSRP, uh, is there any dealerships that actually you can negotiate below MSRP at this uh, stage of the game here? Yes, um, not many. (laughs) Absolutely. We've actually done some mystery shopping reports. Uh, It's it's very rare, but uh, what what happens typically at this stage of our pandemic, uh, economic uh, recession, or whatever you want to call it, at this stage, uh, we're seeing 
less desirable cars go below MSRP. If you have a car, I mentioned earlier, we mystery shopped them, uh, a Kia dealer on the uh, Kia Telluride. Uh, the Kia Telluride is one of the top 10 cars for by Consumer Reports, best cars uh, uh, in, for 2023. So. You know, when you get that kind of a rating, everybody wants to buy it, and there's just not enough Kia Tellurides to go around, so they do get all the money, thousands and thousands, over MSRP. Now, there are other cars uh, that have uh, less desirable equipment colors and models and ratings, and you can, you can negotiate those pretty well, but it, it's, it's kind of a sad situation when the only place you can get a good price below MSRP is on the less desirable cars, but that's about it. And we have some yeah, incentives, yeah. too, some rebates uh, yeah. that, that help to bring it down. Yeah. Uh, right. we saw one, I think so what, what are the advantages more. of buying a car from your dealership? I mean, do you guys, uh, I mean, can you throw out some things, uh, uh, you know, are you allowed to say that? Well, we, you know, again, I, we're timid about it, but I will, I will answer the question. Uh, all we do is what any retail operation should do. We're like Amazon, we're like Costco, we're like uh, Target, we're like uh, Walmart. You walk into our store and ask how much a car is, we tell you our best price. And that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, we, we don't add hidden fees. We don't add dealer install accessories. Uh, and uh, we say to our customers, this is our lowest price. Uh, this is the price I'd sell my mother the car for, my sister. You know, the press of the United States came in. He's not going to get a better price. Everybody pays the same price. And that's the lowest price we will sell the car for. But... It's not necessarily the lowest price another dealer will sell the car for. Now, we, we say that a little tongue-in-cheek because we're, the reality is that the dealers won't sell it lower than MSRP today. That's what our price is, by the way. We, we put MSRP uh, out the door on all of our cars. And uh, it, it, as prices come down, we will lower that below MSRP. So we give you, the buyer, uh, the right of shopping and comparing prices that's what i love about amazon i go to amazon i want to buy a chamois to to, to wash my car with so on amazon they tell me the price of the chamois i can't negotiate that price they give me the price but then i could go to eight other vendors and find the same chamois and if i could get it for less money i buy it that's the right of the shopping consumer i give you that right at, at our dealership other dealers don't tell you the price. You cannot get an out-the-door price from 99.9% .9 of the car dealers. They will give you, if you buy the day price, but it won't be good tomorrow, and then they will say, I won't give you a price. Go out and get your best price and come back in, and I'll beat the price, which is probably a lie. And that's what sets us apart from the other dealers. I see. Okay. I see. So that's basically that's basically the, the the whole story there. So uh, <laughs> you guys don't charge any dealer fees or anything like that. You no. said, or you no. No. correct, Mill. And uh, for me to wrap pay. this up right now because we have some calls backed up. Car buying simplified. There is absolutely no reason to pay more than MSRP. That's it. Bottom line. Thank okay. you for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. We're going to go to. Uh, Joe in Port St. Lucie. Good morning, Joe. 
Hi, good morning. Thank you. You, you guys run a nice show. Oh, thank you. Uh, question. Yesterday, I, I purchased my 2019 Honda CRV. Uh, I bought. I bought. I just bought it, and I want to get an extended warranty. Can you guys give a recommendation on which companies offer the best? Rick, you got any ideas? I would talk to a Honda dealer. Yeah, um, I would I get did. Some... I did. I hate to cut you up, but from what I was told, if you do that, you have to bring it back to Honda for any repairs. I'm not sure. Um, most of you know most dealers sell um, um, their own warranties or, or another company's warranties, um, not the manufacturer's warranties. And and, right. and and the ones that I'm familiar with, uh, usually they're able to be redeemed in any um, ASC uh, certified shop, and so that includes dealers and, and and independent shops as well. Is that what right. the uh, Honda dealership told you, or was that just yes? The one of the uh, one of the service advisors. Oh, a while back, I knew I was oh, going to okay. buy. You the can car, call you around. Know, the the lease was up. Yeah, there's probably a million Honda dealerships around. You probably call a couple, and you'll, and you'll probably get diff, different information. That's a good place to start. But I also think you can start, your insurance company might be able to point you in the right direction. Triple A, I think, is also a source of information for um, okay. service contracts. Years ago, I had a Cadillac for my wife, a STS. Back during the financial crisis, mm -hmm. they were practically giving it away. Right. And I remember I bought one. The company's name was, I believe, Fidelity. Okay. Yeah, that that's Yeah, that's that's uh, that's um, a, a warranty company um, from uh, a product from a Jam Family and Associates Fidelity Warranties. Hey, Joe, Joe, a good rule of thumb is you, you just take good care of your, of your CRV, and uh, the money you pay for a, an extended warranty is probably not going to be worth uh, what you spend. Um, you know, Thank you. It's. Uh, if you got a good car. The Honda is a good car. I, I'm assuming you t you're taking good care of it. If you do the factory yes. recommended maintenance, you, you're not going to need an extended warranty. And, and whatever you do, don't do those car shields that you see on TV with the uh, celebrities. Mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would never do that. That's, again, I want to thank you guys. I mean, you're so down to earth and honest. It's a... In this world, it's amazing. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for the compliment, Very Joe. much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank awesome. you for tuning in, Daryl Stewart on Cars. Our number here is 877-960-9960. You can also text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, uh, I know you're out there. I know you're listening. Give us a call. Uh, give us a call. Uh, how was your service? Uh, how was your servicing experience? Uh, how was your purchasing experience? I have $50 for the first two new female callers. 877-960-9960. We're going to go to Marty, who's been holding. Good morning, Marty. Welcome. Welcome back. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? We're well, thank you. I got two uh, questions for Stu. Uh, the first question is, I've been waiting now a year for my car. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, I so got it in my driveway. I haven't gotten it. I figured if I talk to you, I'll get a 24. I figured the 23 is out of, out of touch. But anyways, here's my real question. My wife has uh, a CRV that has one year left on the lease. So what's, I assume this, 
the situation's going to be on for another year, but who knows. So what I want to do is I'll, I want to buy her car out. Now, if I go to your dealership for a RAV4, once I buy it, do I have to wait till I get the title from Honda in order to trade it into you, or would you do it before I get all the paperwork? We, we would need you to get the, the title or at least have the, you know, producing title um, imminent. <laughs> so, yeah, we can't uh, sit on that and wait, wait for that to process. But um, um, are you going to you got you're planning on buying it out early before the end of the lease? Well, I can because what they do, and I'm sure Toyota is the same. Every payment I make lowers the buyout price yeah. until it gets to the residual. So, yeah, it does, you're close. It doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah, but I'm gonna wait the year out probably. Just yeah, you know, there's no sense paying twenty thousand when I can pay the few hundred a month that I'm paying. Yeah, but right now I went to Honda, and they won't even touch that same price I'm paying for like a uh, twenty-three lease for the same car. It's right. like two, three hundred dollars more they want per month. Right? Are they uh, charging anything over the uh, over the well, buyout? They, they told me buy it directly from Honda. From Honda. They said they said don't buy it for Ed, from, from Ed Morse. Really? Oh, who told you that, Ed Morse? What? <laughs> what? Not Ed. He has my back, okay. but he didn't do it. Yeah, uh, one, one of the one of the salespeople told me. Okay, so they didn't say it. what would happen. They just advised you to go through. Okay. Yeah. He was watching yeah, out for you. You know, people yeah, tell me they, about about driving a Tesla, and I'm a Toyota dealer. Uh, uh, Teddy Morris drives a motorcycle. So right. Yeah, do, Morris. They have a, do they have a, a Harley dealership? Yeah, he does. He does? He bought out the uh, Bruce Rossmeyer up in Daytona. Oh, he is really? a, he's okay. a motorcycle dealer. Wow. Yeah, oh, I didn't know go. that. So it's legit. <laughs> Did not know that. Yeah. How could you him? He said he's a cool-looking guy. Yeah. So let me just ask Stu, do you have a feeling that I might get my uh, loaded Camry? I have a feeling you're going to get it any day now, but that's I have that's completely unrealistic feeling. <laughs> no, I was teasing. Um, um, the best person to, to speak to is, uh, is 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 Jason or Laura, and I'm sure you're aware of them. And I'll, I'll yeah. touch base with them and see if they have a feeling, because my feeling is is irrelevant, because I haven't been studying the list or seeing how fast they're coming in. I am seeing uh, we had some uh, some lower than expected um, wholesale um, uh, of new cars um, sent to us by Toyota. The allocations. It's all based on production, and it was less than was forecasted, and we had to adjust our forecast for uh, the month of February because we just couldn't get the cars to sell. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that's a long-term trend. It goes up and down. Uh, for example, uh, even though it's only the uh, the 11th of the month, uh, we're, we're leading all the Toyota dealers in the South Florida market right now uh, because we just got more cars. It's not because we're... Um, that's the, the simple reason we we we, uh, we have to live by the ebb and flow of of, our, of the inventory. Well, all right. Um, luckily, my car runs good. I I, I have no problems, so yeah. I'll just, just yeah. hang on to it. You're you're in good shape, uh, Marty. There's a, a lot of uh, customers out there right now uh, that uh, are on that long waiting list, and uh, as Stu mentioned, uh, Jason and Laura. You know, we're all trying to do the best we can to stay in touch with everyone, keep them informed, and let them know we haven't forgotten about them, but there is a wait, and that's yeah. the bottom line, patience. Okay. 
Well, Earl should know that he's not going to go out of business for many, many, many years. Absolutely. Even though Tesla, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not supposed to say it, but Tesla lowered their prices again on uh, threes yeah. and Ys, and uh, I'm still sticking with my Camry. Elon knows what he's doing, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. He's messing, yeah. Up, messing up our used EV situation now. <laughs> right, right. All right, well, have a great day, and thanks for the information. Thank you, Marty. You Thank you for always tuning in. We are going to go to uh, Howard, who is a regular, and uh, he's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning. Welcome, Howard. <coughs> uh, good morning. Good morning. I hope you're all doing well. Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have a question for Rick. Sure. Uh, okay. Rick, uh, I drove my uh, my son's Mini Cooper. It had three cylinders and a turbo. I'm sorry. Now, I remember years ago when the turbos came out, there was a, there was a lag. You put that, you step on the gas all the way down. There was a lag. Now, when I drove my son's Mini, it had three cylinders, a uh, three, um, yeah. And um, what happened is that uh, the thing was very fast. So my question to you is, uh, why doesn't uh, Toyota use turbos? We we do. Most of our new four-cylinders coming out now are are turbocharged. Um, The new Tundra is a V6 turbocharged. In in the last couple of years. This this hasn't been like a long-going thing. Just in the last couple of years... Um, they started bringing back in. It's for fuel efficiency and power. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they, they finally worked out the issues with turbo lag, and they were able to get them much more um, efficient and durable. Yeah, but uh, when you have a turbo, I was told, I don't know how true it is, you have to change the oil more often. Is this correct? No. 5,000 miles, uh, 10,000 miles on synthetic oil. Okay, one other fast question. Uh, how often should the uh, battery terminals be cleaned in a car? Whenever they're dirty. How do you know if they're dirty? That's my question. Just looking at them. Oh. If there's, <laughs> if there's uh, bluish stuff growing on it. Um, <clears throat> right with a brush? Pardon me. Brush it off? Just plain old water and a brush. Okay. <clears throat> Here, let's give Rick Excuse a moment. Sorry he's, about got that. A, he's got a, He's got a cough. So yeah, what what is that stuff anyway? Is that it's not a live fungus; <laughs> it's a buildup of minerals and metals and uh, it's salts. It's actually uh, corrosion from battery acid gathering around the terminal. Uh-huh. The acid is in a vaporous form, so it corrodes right on the terminal there. Okay. Right. Uh, clean water. <coughs> clean Sorry, water will dissolve. Clean it. water and a toothbrush. That's, all right, brush the teeth of your battery. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> hey, Howard. Let's. Yep. Got a question for me? Okay, okay. So, so now let me ask you this question: um, Is that a service? If I say clean my terminals, uh, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So, no, I, I, I come in, I, I have an oil change and everything. I say, oh, by the way, can you clean my ter- terminals? But if they take off the, uh, uh, they unhook the battery, uh, everything has to be reprogrammed again. Correct? No. Most of the modern cars have a uh, battery, uh, basically a maintenance form. When you disconnect the, the terminal, even your clock stays correct. Your radio stations, all of that stays the same. 
That's okay. good to know. Okay. One, I didn't know that. One other question. One other question. If I want to do it myself, can I start the car and very carefully take the terminals off, wrap socks a uh, sock around each one, and the car will still be running if my uh, alternator is good. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, but the safest method, really, is simply pull up the plastic cover on the positive terminal, spray it with just clean water, Use a toothbrush. If you want, mix water and baking soda. Use your wife's toothbrush. Don't use right. yours. Yeah, and just give it a good scrub down. <laughs> Clean water to rinse it off. Let it dry for a couple hours. And then get some, like, just simple grease or the uh, battery terminal protector spray that you can buy at the auto parts store. And just give it a couple coats of that, and you're done. Hey. Don't even take oh, the sure. terminals off. You mean you don't unhook the terminals? Howard. Just no need. All right. There you go. Go do hey, it. Hey, Howard, it was great uh, talking to you. Do you have any other questions? No, no. I, I have a good day. And, uh, uh, thank you so much. And I'll, you. I'll keep on listening. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. We love hearing that. Keep on listening. Ladies, $50 for the first two new female callers. It is now 8.53. You have some time left to give us a call. Give us a call just to say hello. Give us a call to let us know how your service was, maybe your purchasing experience. How did you negotiate for whatever service you had? 877-960-9960. For you others, 772-497-6530. That's where you can text us in. Don't forget, you're anonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to John in West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Oh, good morning. Good morning. I am uh, got a question that uh, from last week that I heard a caller, uh, and I think the caller was already on. Um, if I order a new car, can I avoid all those uh, dealer markup fees? Is that what I heard last week? Not necessarily. It depends on no. the dealership. Uh, if a dealership is honestly selling a car, um, you know, without any markups and you order a car from them, then they, they won't charge you that. Um, then there's dealers that will um, tell you they're charging it, uh, they'll look in the eye, and there's dealers that <laughs> will not tell you they're charging it, the car will come in and they'll try to mark it up. Um, but Earl has some thoughts on like getting a solid, uh, basically a contract yeah, when you, you order a you, car. You shouldn't order any product, automobile or otherwise, without having a a definite legally signed contract. So uh, in the car business, they call it a vehicle buyer's order, and you need a vehicle buyer's order showing you the uh, the bottom line out-the-door price. That's on the bottom of the, of the buyer's order, and uh, that means the only thing above the price they quoted you would be sales tax and uh, license plate. In fact, on a vehicle buyer's order, that should be on there too. So you, have, you do have a literal out the door price and you you order the price now the thing to keep in mind in today's crazy world if you order a car and you have an out the door price quoted today when that car comes in we just talked to marty who's had a car on order at our dealership for a year well the price that he originally was quoted will probably be less when the car comes in we will honor that lower price but other dealers might not so i would i would say Get, get a signed buyer's order with your bottom line price and an addendum to that vehicle buyer's order that says 
if the market price for the car is reduced at the time of delivery, then you will pass those savings along to me. Okay. Whether you can negotiate that with a dealer or not, I don't know. I mean, it, it's fair, but that doesn't say the dealer would, would, would do it. But whatever you do, don't leave it open-ended. If you, ha if you leave it open-ended, then you're going to be right back where you started, and you're going to be arguing and negotiating and haggling over a car that you thought you bought three months ago. Okay, very good. And then my last thing is uh, uh, the same. I think it was the same caller he was mentioning about. He was looking for the. Uh, uh, he wanted one, but he, I guess he didn't get it. Was the uh, the Corolla GR, and uh, you know they said you know there there you don't see any at the dealerships. Well, last week I happened to see one at Cars and Coffee, and it piqued my interest. And it was a sharp looking car, and so I looked it up, and it's a three cylinder turbo. Yeah. Uh, and putting out 300 horsepower. So how come we don't have Camrys with the V6 putting out 600 horsepower? <laughs> well, this is this is a pretty pricey Corolla. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a specialty yeah. car, yeah. <laughs> but that would be kind yeah. of fun to drive, too. Um, but anyways, I was, just, uh, I was just surprised to see that they were putting out a three-cylinder, yeah. pushing out 100 horsepower per cylinder. And, you know, why can't they pass that on to the Camrys and that? that are six cylinders and getting 600 horsepower out. This toy is kind so, of boring. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, all right, very good. All right, that's it for me. Thank, Thank you, you okay. so much. Thank you, John. Keep on listening. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, remember, um, it takes some time, but select you know, a, a dealership that can give you uh, the best out-the-door price. And remember that the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the true definition of the out-the-door out price is one with only, <clears throat> boy, we, we both have it, Rick, um, is only um, the price that uh, includes government fees and uh, sales tax and a tag added. <clears throat> I hope that information will take you a long way. Uh, a seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and uh, we're going to go to Mary, who's calling us from Pompano Beach. She is a first time caller, wow. and this morning she has won herself fifty dollars, and she can collect that by staying on the line after we speak and speak with uh, Jeremy, giving him uh, your contact information, and I'll get that check out to you. Good morning, Mary. Hey, good morning, Nancy. Um, uh, first of all, I have to thank you. I was just turned on by a friend. I'm in the process of buying a car, um, and uh, you really are providing an incredible service, all of you. Uh, I'll get back to you later on with what's going on. I, I want to put it all together, and I don't want to ramble about it now. But one question I have is that uh, my family and I go up to New York for several months at a time. I live in a building on A1A, which is right on the beach, so there's a lot of moisture and everything. But um, what can we do to uh, optimize our car um, in, in good condition while we're away? Um, I know every time we come back, everybody does the same thing. They say their battery is dead. Can we disconnect the battery? Um, I'll leave it to you and your expertise to tell us what to do, and we're grateful for your information. Thank you. Uh, the best choice is if you have a garage with electricity available. That'll protect you from the salt air, which the salt air is going to play havoc with your brakes. Uh, 
the electricity gives you the advantage of hooking up a trickle charger to your battery, which will keep the battery charged up and you won't have to worry about that. Uh, the other thing is when you get back, the first thing you want to do is check your tire pressures and get them pumped up and make sure your tires are in good shape. And if you don't have electricity available, look into a solar powered trickle charger. If your car is anywhere where even under a, a carport, the reflected sunlight will be enough to charge that battery and keep you charged up. Mary, do you have any friends that would you would trust to drive your car uh, once a week uh, while you're away? Well, previously, when we were away, uh, we did have a friend who lives in a, an adjacent building that would come every 10 days and run the car for about 10 to 15 minutes. And that worked out very well. But, you know, I hate to depend on someone. And, and um, like I said, this is great information about the solar trickle charger. Unfortunately, I don't know if we really will have enough uh, light because it's one of these large high-rise buildings. The first few floors are the garages. Uh, they are kind of open air on on the sides, but um, there's and there's no electric outlet, unfortunately. Um, so, um, like I said, uh, people have told me that if you remove the left, I think the the left terminal on the battery, and you just leave it off. Um, when you come back, if you just put it on, everything's okay. Is that true? Well, you can disconnect the negative terminal, and hopefully the battery will make it through the time while you're gone. But once it starts getting old, uh, it may not last through that length of time. So you need to be aware of that. But, yeah, always disconnect the negative terminal first and reconnect it last. The main reason for that being is... If you've got a wrench or a tool on that terminal and you actually bump it against metal on the car, it's not going to cause any sparks because it's the negative touching a negative surface. Whereas if you've got it on the positive side, it can short out and that can cause a lot of issues for you. Hey, I'm wondering about a car cover. Uh, do you think that would provide any protection um, from salt spray? I know she's in a parking garage, but even in there, you're, you had your motorcycle in your parking garage. And it, yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, I have mixed emotions. Yeah. I, I tried it, and yeah. this is purely anecdotal on my part. Your experience. It se seemed to me uh, my my motorcycle rusted more yes. with the cover on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. I, I think the idea of having the, the, the <laughs> fresh air, even though there's salt in the fresh air, yeah. I think when the salt's trapped under something, I think it tends the moisture, to... The just deterioration dries out. Yeah. was amazing. That took that place. Exactly correct. It, so it, don't it get really, a car cover. <laughs> it really you know, enhanced uh, the deterioration. Uh, Mary, how long do you leave your car for? Well, let's see. Last year it was two months, but once it was uh, when we first moved down here, we had to go back because of supply issues, no furniture, and we went back for about four and a half months. The four and a half months, the car um, was just left in the garage. We we didn't anticipate being away that long, and um, the uh, the building staff is great, and they jumped the they, they jumped the battery. I unfortunately I think took the battery took the car to. I won't even say which Honda, but, um, you know, they said immediately, oh, you need a new battery. And I said, well, this is now October, and I just got a brand-new battery in April when I left New York. How could the battery be that bad? 
And, um, you know, they said, oh, no, you know, the heat is the worst thing for the battery. So I acquiesced and I bought a new battery, you know, because you don't want to get stuck anywhere, especially when you've just moved somewhere and you really don't know where you are. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, we're anticipating leaving for a couple of months again. And I just wanted to ask, um, when you say to remove the battery terminal, the, the negative first, should I be removing both? Because a lot of the practice in this building, not, not, not that I know that this is the best practice, they say just remove the negative right. and leave them. Yeah, it's, yes. it's just, just the negative. Okay, that's great. And um, Mary, nope. Mary, do you have a keyless remote? Where do you leave that when you go north? We, we leave the remote um, in the unit in case something happens that they have to move the cars. So it is it is available, but it's uh, left up in the apartment. I ask that because okay. uh, Rick explained to me, I didn't know this, but yeah. uh, it sends out checks to the car and periodically uh, to talk, to electronically, wirelessly talk to the car, and that can... Uh, that could put a draw on your battery, but if you got the negative terminal disconnected, then you don't have a problem. Right. And it only and, does and, that if it's like within 50 or 60 feet of the car. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mary, whenever you, <clears throat> whenever you mentioned your previous trip and you had somebody, you know, that was available for 15, 20 minutes to start your car, um, I can't tell you, I've learned from my own experience how beneficial it is to have somebody, you know, do more than 15 or 20 minutes running the car, but to take it out and to, you know, take it for a ride. Um, it, it's definitely a big advantage, and but sometimes you can't do that. So, um, you know, whatever kind of attention you can have paid to your vehicle while you're away, I guess it's better than nothing. And then when you do get back into town, once you get the car started up, take it out for like a nice 20 or 30 minute yeah, drive. Definitely. Just to get that battery charged back up. Yeah. And it'll be fine then. Mary, I was gone for two weeks, came back, my car's dead. So uh, wow. there you go, and it's in a garage. So that's, you know, <clears throat> that was my experience. Mary, it's uh, definitely been a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, we all here want to thank you for giving us a call and uh, helping me build the platform right here for the ladies. You're absolutely wonderful, Nancy. Um, let me just ask you one other question. Sure. I just heard, this is what triggered my this question. I heard you say that even when you disconnect the battery, I have a 2018 Honda CRV. It will not. It will not lose all its radio, all its electronics. You're right. No. Breaking up, but it sounds like you know what you're saying. Yeah, the clock and the radio, they should keep all their memory alive. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mary. Thanks for being part of the show. Don't forget to stay on and talk to. <clears throat> I'll give uh, the control room uh, your information so I can get that check out to you. All right. Thank you so much, Nancy. You're Thank welcome. you, everyone. Have a great weekend. We are going to go to Linda who also is a first-time caller. She's calling from Plantation. Thank you for your patience, Linda. Hello, good morning. Good morning. You um, won yourself $50 this morning, and if you stay on the line, uh, you can leave your contact information, uh, and uh, I can get that check out to you. What can we do for you, Linda? 
Thank you. Um, I just want to say that I'm outraged over the price of cars, that what the prices are currently going for. I'm a Corvette owner. I've owned a Corvette for probably the past 25 years. And right now, the dealers, they want to charge 5000 10000 or even 15000 over sticker price. And I won't give in to that. I know that there are two dealers in the United States, the biggest Corvette dealers. They will sell it at sticker price. But the problem is you have to wait 12 to 14 months mm-hmm. in order to get the car when they get their allocation. And I'm just so angry at how the prices of cars have been the past few years. Yeah, it's, it's just totally amazing. And, uh, you know, I rant and rave or, or will you know, uh, he, he talks about how upset I get about this market adjustment. And uh, 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 Rick just uh, shared with us, uh, uh, what was it, Rick, a, 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 a Toyota Corolla? Uh, 2023 Toyota GR Corolla, GR Corolla, which is the Gazoo racing yeah. car. Yeah, $20,000 over MSRP. I mean, it, it, does the Times justify this highway robbery? Well, Linda, and you've got you've got the probably the most consistently over the years high demand, low supply car in the world. The, the Chevrolet Corvette is unique, and even before the uh, pandemic and before this crazy market we've seen ourselves in for the past three years, Corvettes have always been. Uh, tr- uh, the highest price with respect to MSRP. So I'd like to offer you some hope, but I'm, I was amazed to hear you say there are three dealers that are selling uh, uh, Corvettes that sticker, and, and of course you have to wait months and months to get them, but uh, you're just out of luck. If you want a Corvette, if you want a new Corvette, uh, the dealers know that you can't buy one anywhere near MSRP, and get the car. I mean, you could you could get the you could get you could buy one at MSRP, but it'll be a year before you get your car. So uh, you have to decide: uh, Do you want to enjoy the new Corvette, and how much do you want to enjoy it? A thousand over MSRP, ten thousand over MSRP, twenty thousand. The more money you will pay over MSRP, the quicker you'll get that Corvette. Uh, I I'll bet you can buy a Corvette today if you paid enough over MSRP. You'd have the pleasure of driving that car for a year. If you'd have gone to the dealer that's going to sell it at MSRP, it might not even be available in a year. So you're in a bad position, and I can't offer you a way out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you're only well, in a, you're only in a bad... I am doing. Pardon me? I do have a Corvette. I have a 2002 Corvette. So I'm going on 21 years with the car. It's a C5 model, a much older model than what is currently out there. And I am fixing that car up. I have about 55,000 miles, and I want to keep that car due to the high prices of the new ones. So I'm going to get new tires. I decided I'm going to get new wheels, new rims. There, there you and go. Um, you have I'm a choice. And it, it's it's amazing, you know. Just earlier, I had just mentioned, you know, uh, selecting dealerships um, that uh, give you the out the door price. You sound like an educated consumer, Linda. You did just that, and you found what did you say? Uh, two or three dealers um, that give you the out the door price. But right now, you're in the position where you 
can take and just, you know, add a little, a few bells and whistles, fix it up, tires, this, that, and the other thing. And you don't have to fall prey to this uh, market adjustment. Let me go back to my anger about the market adjustment. It is just not necessary. Agreed. Why do we have to take advantage of all of these consumers with market adjustment? It makes no sense at all. Because people are not willing to wait. They're, you know, well, Americans are very big spenders now, and I'm willing to wait. Exactly. I, I, I mentioned patience earlier in the show, and it definitely patience and whether you are at, you know, in a situation where you can do what you're doing. You're an educated consumer, Linda. Thank you. I enjoy your tr- your show tremendously. Thank you for the great job you guys do. Thank you, Linda. Keep listening and spread the word. We're trying to build an yes. audience here, a platform for the ladies. Our number here is 877-960-9960. You can also text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, I promised I wouldn't talk about Tesla, but I've got a question for you Tesla owners out there. I was very depressed on Thursday. Last Thursday, I went to the dentist to get my teeth clean, and uh, when I'm alone in the Tesla, I put it on autonomous. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, so <laughs> on the way home from the dentist, um, I'm going, you know, seamlessly and, and safely, and everything's going <coughs> fine. About, about 15 15, 20 miles uh, from home. And when I got about five miles from home, suddenly my Tesla said, uh, autonomous will remain off until the end of the trip. And I lost my autonomous driving. And when I got home and stopped the car, it said, we have given you a third strike. You have two more chances and you will lose your autonomous completely. Now, that happened the other two times it happened, once to Nancy and once to me. I had my hands uh, off the steering wheel, admittedly, which was stupid. But on the way home, I had one hand completely on the on the steering wheel, and it was actually a yoke, but, you know, steering wheel, and the other one just like three or four fingers on there. But it, it, it let me go 15 miles before it cut me off. Now I'm really worried because I've only got... Two strikes left, and I fully lose yeah. my time. So, any of you Tesla owners out there, if you have a tip for me, uh, what was I doing wrong? Is the is the are the cameras in the cockpit what looking at my eyes? And did did I touch my iPhone by accident, or did I look out the window instead of looking well, at the I, windshield? I, I don't know what I did wrong. I I'm added, afraid to put it on autonomous again. I added my own Miss Nancy camera to the cockpit, and I did not. Well, I did not tell you, <clears throat> because uh-huh. you remember last week we talked about the autonomous feature, and it just really wasn't <clears throat> that safe. That's all I'll say. Well, Donovan has been getting some good comments on YouTube today already. Let's hear him. If you got anything uh, about this, Donovan, let me know. Um, you mentioned earlier on the customer with the Honda asking about their extended warranty. He said, hey, it's a Honda. Do your basic maintenance and roll the dice, because... They don't really need an extended warning on a Honda. Uh, the, when the customer mentioned turbos, he says most cars today have turbos. It's hard to find a new car out there without one, which again, very true. 
And he's also mentioned on car covers that they trap the salt and moisture underneath it. And here is Earl. In an update that should come to you any day, there's a huge update to FSD. Um, I'm guessing that's... I, yeah, I heard about that. There is a huge update coming. Uh, I don't... I haven't received it yet. And it lets up on the hand on the steering wheel requirement a lot. It also allows the FSD beta on the highway. Uh, oh, FSD full self-driving. Okay. Yeah, right. So the, the update that's coming should relax some of the restrictions on your full self-driving. So that probably will save you from another strike. Thanks, Donovan. Yeah, very yeah thank you very much, Donovan. Yeah. He's my go-to helper on this. And Donovan you, is awesome. He's Where, been where's Donovan based? Great. He's, he, I'm pretty sure he's local here in Palm Beach County. Oh, is that right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's been a great asset. He's, thank you so much, Because he's Donovan. mentioned quite a few times things here in the county, places yeah. that he knows here in the county. I, he may travel quite a bit because he's... Seems like a, a businessman who does a lot yeah. of traveling. He's for that. an educated consumer, that's but, for sure. Uh, awesome guy. I'd, I'd, I'd love to get him in here for a show one day. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, that'd be great. Well, yeah. that's an invitation. Yeah. Uh, there you go, Donovan. Donovan, if you'd like to uh, uh, be a guest on the show, I, I mean, you would really be valuable. So let us know and we'll, we'll invite you over to the studio. There you go. Speaking of uh, another guest that we. He says he's in Lake Worth, Florida. Oh. Is that right? I'll be there. Interesting. Local. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Donovan. Um, speaking of guests uh, on our show, uh, without a doubt, what an exciting guest this one would be. We're talking Road Runner Steve. Maybe. Hi, Steve. Good morning, everybody. How Hi, are good you? Good morning. Welcome. Okay. Thank you. I got a little serious thing going on here. Yeah. I got this thing in the mail, license plate toll statement. Okay, the statement date was 2-11-2023. And the charges were $4.60, and the due date was March 10, 2023. Okay, so I'm looking at it. I see my license plate number here. Uh, the, co the location was East 470 Plaza B South, amount $4.60. So I said, let me give this number a call. I call up. It was a legit place, license plate toll. So I'm explaining to her, you know, why I get this. Well, we got your license plate number, which you read off, and I see on the paper it was correct. I said, well, I don't drive on the turnpike in Florida. She goes, oh, no, Mr. Steve, this was in Colorado. Huh. I said, what? She goes, yes, Colorado. And the uh, this was happened in uh, January 3rd of 2023. So I said, ma'am, i never been to Colorado. <laughs> okay? And then again, I said, why would I be in Colorado in January when I live in Florida? <laughs> and most of all, I can't drive that night. Steve, let me ask you this. Okay. Steve. Okay, Mr. Steve. She goes, let me go back to the computer again. She goes back to the computer. She goes, oh, we apologize. Uh, it wasn't a number. It was a letter. So we just assumed it was your vehicle. Oh, jeez. Colorado. Imagine that in the wintertime. Yikes. I mean, that's, it's good. Uh, good thing you weren't accused of a crime. I mean, they could have. They could have. You, you stuck up that gas station in Colorado, and we can prove it. 
yes, I know. But the funny thing is, if you get this, I assumed it was from Florida. Yeah, and sure. you know what happens when you assume. So if any, you know, anybody in Florida gets one of these things, and they they would say to themselves, "Oh yeah, I was on the turnpike that day." Yeah. It might not be from Florida State. It could be from anywhere. Yeah. You know, it's a, we have an we have an attorney uh, that drives a uh, only uh, commercials I hate worse than car dealer commercials or attorney commercials. And there's as you well know, Steve, in South Florida, there's a zillion of them uh, on television. I'm talking mainly. And uh, this one one I can't think of his name now. I'd say it if I could think of his name, but he his uh, his uh, uniqueness that he's selling to you, the potential uh, customer, is he has a software program that is linked up to all the traffic lights, and he knows if you have an accident, he can get all the information on that intersection from this software. Now I wasn't aware that. A private individual, an attorney, much less, could have that kind of. And we talk about privacy. Apparently, there's a software uh, uh, available, an app uh, that you could get for your phone. You probably have to pay for it. But if you want to know uh, at two o'clock in the morning who went through the intersection at Third Avenue and Fourth Street in Tampa, apparently he can figure it out. So I think I, I guess there's somebody in Colorado. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think we've given up our privacy in yeah. the 21st century. Yeah, it's scary. And I mean, uh, hey, hey, uh, Steve, I have a compliment yeah. for you. You know who you remind me of whenever you call, and we just love to hear from you, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Uh huh. Are you there? <laughs> yeah, Willie Nelson. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. Only he's not. Only and he's filled with all kind of information. Enough. Check him out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I ain't got no Southern drawl. I got a New York accent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You what? <laughs> and no, I don't have no Southern drawl. I got a New York accent. Well, you definitely have a New York accent, and I didn't. I didn't mean it in in you know that uh, context, that fashion. Um, it's just your uh, your state of mind. Uh, you just uh, you're always so upbeat. And filled with so much information, and it was definitely meant as a compliment. I thought that Willie Nelson was always stoned. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just forget you said that, Steve. <laughs> yes, but, uh, but uh, keep an eye out there. People that are listening out there, make sure you challenge this. Don't just go off and pay the, the, the money if it was from another state. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, that's that's a great story, Steve. I, I yeah, mean, what a story. That, that is uh, uh, the reason we love you. You've always got something interesting to share with us. I thank you very much. See, you have okay, so much well, to share with us. I always enjoy the show and talking to everybody. Okay. Oh, thank you. Oh, Thanks for calling, Willie. Thanks, Willie, Steve. What is this Dodge Hornet that's coming out? A Dodge Hornet? I haven't yeah. seen anything on that one. I'll yeah, have to do some research. It's electric. Ah. Yeah. But well. didn't, how could they steal that name? Wasn't there a company back in the 50s that made a Hornet? And AMC made a Hornet. Oh, yeah. 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 You're right. Bought AMC. Jonathan said Hudson. Right. The commercials are on TV the for the Hornet. Hornet. Check it out. Everybody have a good mm -hmm. safe weekend. You too, Steve. Thanks for leaving Bye -bye. us with that. Have a great weekend, Steve. 
We are going to go to John in West Palm Beach and John in Palm City. Hang on. We will be with you shortly. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Calling back because uh, the gentleman that was just talking. Uh, Florida Turnpike, if you get a ticket or if they, they're going to send you a picture of your violation. Yeah, yeah. So if you're on the turnpike, you get the picture. Yeah. How do I know? Because we were towing my son's car and they tried to charge <laughs> us for the car on the trailer. So, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So I took a picture, saw the car, and I didn't see it on the trailer. And I said, well, we'll pay for the trailer, you know, but we're not going to pay for the car that's on the trailer. Right. Um, so if they get a notice and there's no picture, it's probably not from Florida. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So that's uh, that one tidbit. And then the uh, second thing, oh, man. It, Good information, please. John. Thank you. Well, he's, yeah. he's got you're something welcome. else. You get your... Yeah, I got something else. I was just trying to remember what it was. It happened to be about the oh, about the the cameras, the the, the lawyer. The only information he's the only thing he can pull is if the intersection has a camera. Mm-hmm. So not every section intersection will provide him information on uh, you know mm-hmm. if there's an accident. And it, I believe it's only going to be a still picture, not a video. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how much the lawyer can use from that, yeah. but, uh, you know, unless it's taking constant pictures and he gets a whole, you know, ream of uh, still pictures. Yeah, yeah so he said, she said, who uh, ran the red light, uh, right. they would probably have the photographic evidence. I had a video sent of me uh, when I, uh, <laughs> I didn't run the red light, let's just say, I rolled through taking a right on red, but they sent me a video of my thing in, uh, in Juneau. I was caught red-handed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, I praise God for my Tesla because it records everything, and uh, you know if I run a red light, it's going to be on the camera yeah. there. Yeah. If I don't, if they try to accuse me and I didn't do it, it's on camera. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So it's always recording. Yes. You can always delete the evidence. Well, that's, that's good. If, you, if, if you're a good guy, that's a good thing. If you're a bad guy, that's a bad thing. You know, I, I, I look at it this way. I have nothing to hide. So, you know, I'm, everybody, I, I've confessed all my crimes. Uh, if the cops want to come and get me, they can come and get me. But I don't, uh, privacy is not a big issue with me. Well, I record a lot of bad drivers that, uh, what they're doing, I'm just wondering if I should post them saying, you know, hey, look at what this guy did. Yeah. You know, but I don't know if you're, that's legal or not. Okay, because I see a lot of dumb stuff and it's recorded. I, I mean, I liked having a dash cam. I didn't, you know, I didn't didn't have the built-in one from the uh, uh, Tesla, but uh, having the dash cam, I thought was cool. I was just hoping that I would ext- record something extraordinary one day, like a meteor or, <laughs> or yeah. a train derailment yeah. or something. A plane coming down. Yeah, just something uh, something worth uh, you know posting. You <laughs> no, Right, UFO. Mine doesn't, mine doesn't do that 360 view. It only does the sides and the back and the right. front. And sometimes, uh, uh, because I teach at a high school, I go ahead and sometimes put it on security cam and caught some of my students leaving school one time. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I, said, Look, I got the picture right here. Really? Wow. How does yeah. he keep catching us? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, anyways. Thanks, All right, John. Very appreciate good. the call. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Thank you John. Thanks for listening. We are going to go to John in Palm City. Good morning, John, and welcome back. Thank you. I, I won't hold it because I know the shopping report, but I got such a, a, a letter like that from a Baltimore Expressway in December. 
and it was a picture of a large Volvo truck with a license plate with my number on it and top of the props. But let me say this much. There's a lot of license plates, believe it or not. People forge them. Yeah. They're not just, you know, the authentic thing. So I wrote them a very nasty letter. It's It's on a truck and never was in Baltimore whatsoever. And I got a reply back that we're sorry, some kind of error. But I did get one of those and pictured it on a big front of a truck, a Volvo right. truck. Right. There's, fast there's you and your giant semi. Well, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, I don't have a truck at all. Right. But the quest question for, for Rick, I have a, a Corolla, 104,000 miles on it. Does he think that this spark plug should be changed? Uh, depending on the year of the Corolla, they're either at 120 or 150,000 miles. I think most of them are at 120,000 miles is, is the recommended time for changing them. Okay, I'm glad to know that because I got 104,000, and uh, I, I read somewhere where some cars, it's 100,000 that they change them on. But the old days, we used to change them on every 10, 15,000 miles or regap them. Those days are gone forever, thank God. Yeah. Yep. Hey, John, well, well, can I ask you a question? Uh, yes. In the Wall Street Journal this morning, there was an article about a, uh, you start out as a blog, and that was just an online thing, and it's called Bring a Trailer, as in I bought an old car, bring the trailer, pick up the car, and this thing apparently has taken off huge, and the guy that founded it, the whole theme is he finds cars like, uh, you know, a, a movie star drove this car one time, or I yes. mean, interesting cars. Have you ever heard of that place? Yes, I have. Is it it's any all good? the time on the internet, and they show the results. Uh, some of the publications, and they seem to specialize in different type of cars mm-hmm. and some collectible cars. Yeah. But I don't trust any of those websites whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. classic and collectible the, cars. The, the millions and millions of dollars of cars, according to the Wall Street Journal, that have been sold on that uh, website yes. uh, are unbelievable. They give you a credit line, and then, then you bid. It's just an auction. But it isn't uh, true antique cars. In other words, you're not looking at you know no. uh, Cherry, a perfect uh, 1937 Pontiac or anything like that. You're looking at a... Something that, for for whatever reason, uh, was this was in a movie or this was owned by a famous person or something like that. Many of them are complete phonies. Yeah, how they, do you prove they it? They lie about the history of the car. Yeah. If some alteration been made in the firewall plates on it. Uh, it's it's a good website, in my opinion, to stay away from. Okay, yeah. well, thanks. They, I, they, they I mentioned no. They mentioned Tom Cruise in the article, yeah. uh, John, and yeah. uh, you know. I guess that uh, gets the, you know, <coughs> whomever's like, you know, interested in collectibles and, and uh, these classic cars, it gets their attention, I guess. Yeah. But you never know. Who was the actor in the Giant Seinfeld show that uh, George uh, said he bought his car? And it was a. It was John Voight. John Voight's car. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, jo- Seinfeld himself has been sued because when he sold the group of his Porsches, one of the Porsches was uh, an altered car, and uh, when he bought it that way, and when it got sold at auction, the person sued the auction company and him because the history and the documentation on the car was all falsified. So nobody's exempt from crooked the crooks. Interesting. Hmm. 
All right, guys, I'm waiting for the uh, copy report. Thank you, John. Okay. Appreciate the call. Yeah. You're our, our okay. best caller. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Um, <clears throat> as Earl said, we're going to get to the mystery shopping report. The mystery shopping report uh, took uh, Agent Lightning to Vero Beach, where she shopped uh, Kia, Kia of Vero Beach. And uh, for all of you that would love to vote on this mystery shopping report, when Earl has finished it, you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, we would definitely love for you to join in and let us know how you feel about the mystery shopping report. Agent Lightning did a great job again. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I think we have a, a little bit of time. It's 9.33, uh, and I know we have some text. Uh, yeah. You know, our favorite texter emailed this time, Kurt, yeah. and I forwarded that. Yeah. So uh, let's hear. She texted and emailed. She covered oh, all the bases. Yes. She didn't want us to miss this one, and I was starting to feel bad because I thought we're going to miss it. <laughs> but here we go. This is from Anne-Marie. And, and Anne-Marie, you thought we weren't going to get to this. Uh, Anne-Marie says, good morning. Uh, this news story must be a car dealer's nightmare. Thieves stole six Dodge Challenger Hellcats from Don Franklin Chrysler Dodge Jeep in Somerset, Kentucky around 2 a.m. on February 28th. My personal, Anne-Marie's personal opinion is they had inside information, judging by their speed and efficiency shown on the security camera footage. The four Hellcats in the showroom had their keys in them. The thieves located the keys for the two Hellcats that were outside. Security video shows the thieves even putting, temp putting on temporary license tags before driving out of the showroom. The thieves and cars were gone 40 seconds. Sounds like a movie title, gone in 40 seconds. Uh, the alarm went off 20 seconds later. Uh, police arrived three minutes later, and the thieves were long gone. Uh, police encountered them uh, later in speeds, um, and the chase apparently reached 180 miles per hour. I think that's you, you let them go at that point. You know, come, you're going to kill everybody. <clears throat> the cars are worth around $600,000. As of March 1st, the police have recovered five of the six Hellcats. Three were found in Kentucky, um, and they were stolen in Kentucky, and one was in Tennessee and the other in Alabama. Uh, police believe the missing cars in Alabama. So uh, Amory's question says, you're a car dealer in Florida, not Kentucky. I doubt that you're familiar with Kentucky's laws, so let's assume the theft had taken place in Florida when answering the following questions. One, um, if it was your dealership, what could you do to slow thieves like that down? Um, well, I mean, I think uh, better security, um, um, but if it was an inside job like you suspect, I guess there's nothing you can do. Uh, we have a key system at our dealership uh, where you have to have a, a thumbprint that unlocks the, the drawer, but if uh, you had somebody in the inside, I could see a way, you know, a determined thief is going to beat most security systems. Um, you can take You can take a car that you know is a super high demand, super low supply, and you just lock it up. Yeah. You don't leave it outside. Now, I assume these Hellcats were uh, rare, unique uh, gems. Yeah. And, uh, Crazy so, that they had that many in February. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, back in the day uh, at, at our dealership, uh, we, we were having some problems. And uh, professional, because we're in South Florida, and it's, it's so easy to grab a car, throw it on a boat, and next thing you know, it's in Venezuela. And uh, th th we're a market uh, for professional thieves because it's once you get to the, the port, 
uh, and you get it on the boat. The, right. And That's why I thought it was. I thought yeah. it was. Str- it was interesting that all the cars were found like within 100 yeah. miles. Like, yeah. That wouldn't happen here. Yeah, you can't. You can't stop a pro from uh, stealing a car. But the pros are good, and you have to spend more money than it was worth uh, than than have to suffer the loss of a uh, of a professional car theft. Uh, we we do, and what most car dealership should do is security cams. Typically, it's like your home. If you have the security cams up, the, the thief is going to go to the house that doesn't have the security cams. Same thing with the car dealership. So we have security cams all over our car dealership. Anybody that walks on or in our car dealership is being videoed. So if someone is either crazy enough or good enough to steal a car and still be shown on video, uh, you can't stop that. Uh, insurance does cover us for stolen cars, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, we, we pay the premium. Probably we could go self-insured and we would have been ahead. It's kind of like an extended warranty argument. I say uh, if you take all the pro- proper precautions, you don't need an extended warranty. I say the same thing with uh, you know theft. She has has some more questions in here, too. Um, Excuse me for just a second, Stu. And Anne Marie, I'll tell you, many, many, many years ago, uh, when cars were being stolen, uh, there was a time that I went over to the dealership and I'd check each car that was on the lot to see whether or not it had a key. So, so much has changed uh, about security. And as Earl said, with cameras and there's ways of getting around this uh but it it just took me back to that day and uh there were a lot of cars being stolen but uh definitely not today Stu, uh just going on with her question she says um if those cars um had specific buyers who already put money down uh who in the dealership gets to tell the buyers uh that the cars were stolen um it's probably the salesperson, or the sales manager, probably tell them to do, um, make the hard call. <laughs> they don't want to deal with themselves. Um, since those cars were part of a crime, where do they go once they've been recovered? Um, well, you know, they're, they're owned by the car dealership. Uh, I'm sure the police are going to collect whatever evidence they got to collect, and then it goes back to the car dealership. The car dealership is going to um, inspect it and apply for any damages if there is any uh, insurance claims, if it's even worth, to, worth it uh, to make an insurance claim. Um, but a lot of times, like we, like we, Earl was saying down here with the uh, organized crime, and uh, if we ever get a recovery down here, there is not much left of that car. I mean, it's been stripped to hell. I'm just that's why I'm surprised that they found intact Hellcats in Kentucky because they would have been on a, on a ship. They would have been in South America or or the Caribbean somewhere, or they would have been taken apart for for parts. Um, mm. So um, okay, next question: Who pays for the repairs? Uh, insurance. Um, or the dealership if they choose to do it. And if any of the thieves crashed into someone injured or killed them, who would likely be responsible for the damages um, besides the thieves? Um, well, in, in our you know legal system, you know uh, somebody who gets hurt, they might s- accuse the dealership and try and sue them because they have deep pockets and say they didn't properly secure the cars. I don't, I don't know how far it would go. But yeah, if you left the car out with the keys in it and the engine running and a kid jumped in the car right. and ran over somebody, you'd have a serious yeah. problem. In fact, you would probably, insurance probably wouldn't do you any good because that would be uh, punitive damages because you were negligent in uh, protecting the right. public by not uh, having the car secured. Right. But if there was a sophisticated inside caper like Amory suggests, um, the dealer's probably off the hook. Wouldn't stop somebody from suing him, but he 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 would he, he probably wouldn't have to worry about much. Yeah. 
Okay, and uh, we don't have time for the video, but Amory uh, sent a story of the, of the video, um, and you could pro it's on Road and Track, and but you could probably just Google it, um, Hellcat stolen in Kentucky, and it'll show up on the in the, in the search results, and you'll probably be able to read it and see a video. Okay. Thanks so much, Anne Marie. That was uh, Thank you. Yeah. covered well. Okay, here we get to the mystery shopping report of Kia of Vero Beach. And Vero Beach, of folks from out of the area, is in still kind of South Florida, but it's up the East Coast a little bit toward Orlando, a uh, small town. And uh, we shopped the Kia deal there. We, we shopped the Kia Telluride uh, because that is one of the top 10 cars of uh, 2023, according to Consumer Reports. And by that, they're talking about safety, reliability, cost of operation, all the above. Uh, and it's, it's, it's interesting to see Kia, and also Hyundai had a car that we shopped last week at Mystery Shopping Report. So we did this because we want to see what dealers are charging for uh, low supply, high demand cars. We talked to a, a woman about her Corvette, trying to buy a Corvette, the uh, epitome of low supply, high demand vehicles. Uh, Mystery Shop, Kia Vera Beach. I'm speaking in the first person as if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived at Kia Vera Beach in the mid afternoon, was greeted by a young salesman as soon as I stepped out of my car. He asked if I had an appointment with anyone that day, and I laughed, replying that I had an appointment with him. He smiled wildly and invited me into his desk inside the dealership to get some more information. On our way, he inquired about my interest, to which I mentioned my desire for a Telluride, but not at the market-adjusted price. Don't want to do that. He informed me that they had at least three new Tellurides, which is interesting. Um, car that high demand, low supply, I am surprised that he would have three. Uh, you'll understand more when we get into the shopping report why there were three of them there. And they were available, and we proceeded to his desk after he took my license details. On the way to his desk, he asked what I was interested in. I mentioned that I'd been eyeing the Telluride for quite a while, but didn't want to pay the market adjustments. Once we arrived at his desk, he introduced himself as Ricky and asked for my license. After gathering my information and making a copy of my license, Ricky came back with a, a few sets of keys. Oh, interesting. A uh, few sets. And we headed outside to the lot where there were three Tellurides. Okay. I chose a black 2023 Telluride SX with an MSRP of $47,320. Now, remember that number. Sticker price, Benroni label, $47,320. However, there was an addendum sticker next to the Monroni label that added another $3,000 for door edge guards, door pockets, uh, door pocket protector, pinstripes, nitro-filled tires, I can't believe they're still selling nitrogen. It's coming back. It's making a big comeback. Unbelievable. Is that and, right? And one year of key replacement. Now, there's a doozy. One year of key replacement. Although, if, after a year, you don't you, you lose a key, you're just out. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah. that's not enough, enough time to lose your key. I've lost my keys oh. once in my life. It took 53 years to, to do that. Hmm. Although there was a line for a market adjustment, there was no dollar figure, only an ambiguous MP. Market price. It's like lobster. Yeah. yeah. You can guess what this is. Okay, well, you guess good. During the test drive, we went out uh, quite far down US-1, and then I made a U-turn headed back to the dealership. 
Once we arrived, Ricky asked if I wanted him to run some numbers, to which I said yes. He asked if I was looking to finance or pay cash, and I mentioned that it would depend on whether there were any incentives available for financing. Rick said he would go speak with his manager, come up with numbers. After about five minutes, Jamar, the sales manager, came back with Ricky and a worksheet. The selling price was MSRP, Manufacturer Suggested Retail Price, $47,320. To that, they added the full amount of the addendum. That was $2,995, call it $3,000, and $9,999 market adjustment. Let's call that $10,000. There's your MP right there. So that's what MP stands for. They also tacked on an $899 dealer fee. This is really disgusting. And uh, they even jumped up the uh, government fees. Though we, we don't believe that $814 could be legitimate. I wonder if that's a reaction to what we say on the air. I don't know. We say right. the only thing that's legitimate is uh, sales tax and government yeah, fees. Yeah. I bet it is. And now they're labeling things government fees. And they probably stuck in, uh, stuck in the junk fees, private tag agency, electronic registration fees, electronic filing. I was shocked to see a market adjustment and asked how, why it was so high. That was the $10,000. Jamar replied that Telluride's were going for 10000 15000 even 20000 above sticker. And I believe that. I mean, again, high demand, low supply. He also mentioned that I could buy the car and take it to auction and get 66000 for it easily. Maybe so. I mean, crazy things in this market. I declined, started to stand up, but Jamar asked for a minute and walked away. You know the game. Back and forth. A few minutes later, another sales manager sat down with me and wrote down the deal. So we've got three people now. The other sales manager, I don't think has introduced himself yet, uh, uh, he could offer, uh, wrote down the best he could offer, which was 60000 out the door. He said that would make the market adjustment around 4000 <coughs> give or take. I said I doubt it because it was still too high for a 47000 MSRP. He added that he could show me auction slips where used ones were going for more than new. I mean, somehow, I I, I see why he says that. I mean, first of all, if it's true, I I don't know. And if it were true, who cares? I mean, who wants to spend that amount of money over their price for a new <clears throat> Kia? I, I client said it was too high. I asked if all their cars had a markup. He said only the Tellurides, and I don't even believe that, and the Carnival had markup, but there were no Carnivals available. I haven't heard of the Carnival, but uh, that doesn't mean anything. Um, Carnival. In, in, yeah, I know what a Carnival is. <laughs> that was a boat. <laughs> in conclusion, I had an interesting experience at Kia of Vero Beach. Yes, it was interesting, <laughs> but the prices were too high for me to consider purchasing a car from them. Now, they got some great pictures here, and uh, I love that sign. Are you going to show the sign? Yeah, and I'm going to show. Well, Jonathan, do you have that? Yeah, Jonathan has it on the. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The uh, carnival is something that looks. I guess it looks kind of like a Sienna. It's like a minivan SUV looking thing. Okay. So it's here important. Uh, this is sitting on the desk of the sales manager, sales salesman. Important. Verbal promises are difficult to enforce. Sure. Are. It's I mean it's it's so blatantly amazing that they would have this sign, and it says all promises and items, uh, 
do must be documented uh, with our due bill we owe form. Right. Now, it, the sign might as well say, this salesman might lie to you. Right. <laughs> so to keep him from lying to you, or you can't keep him from lying to you, but if, you, if, if he puts a lie in writing, then you can sue us and get your money back. I mean, why would you put a, a sign like that on a desk? Uh, actually, it's very good advice. Actually, it's it's not a it's a good thing. Right. <laughs> it's, but it's but like for saying, wrong reasons. I'm a liar. I'm a cheat. To keep me honest, make me put it in writing and get it signed. It's like having like you know lunch with a cannibal. They yeah. they have to put a guard over their ma- muzzle. I guess the truly crooked salespeople. I'll hold this up. You can't read it, but you appreciate the muzzle. Yeah, I'll hold this up. And <laughs> that's a sign. It's on the desk. Yeah, I think Jonathan has a clear picture. Uh, oh, on the okay, good. Said, yeah. And uh, I just, uh, it's embarrassing to me. It, uh, it embarrasses me being a car dealer, that car dealers do these sorts of things, but they do. And uh, they get away with it, and that's the name of the game, and it's uh, voting time. As we got, we're probably going to have some time for text after this, because it's only 9.49, but uh, let's, let's have some votes come in. Now, remember, we're great on the curve. And remember, there are no right. perfect dealers. Right. We grade on the curve. Our listeners. Yeah, we tell, grade on the curve. Our, li- our listeners uh, tell yeah. like it is. <laughs> well, well, but, but no, no I, I'd like you to grade on the curve too, because okay. right, again, if you fail everybody, <laughs> and I, and in in my opinion, the, the the ultimate sin is to lie, cheat, and steal. The the acceptable sins are to charge way too much money for a car because you can, right. but you tell the person what you're charging. When you hide the fee and conceal it and manipulate, that's bad. If you just say, listen, I know I got a hot car here, the Kia Telluride, and it's going to cost you $10,000 over a sticker, take it or leave it. I don't like that, but I'm not going to give him an F. He told it like it is, and you can turn around, they, go somewhere they else. have every right to yeah, do that. And shop and get right a better price. Yeah. So... We will take the votes if they've come. If they've come in. Well, with that uh, mitigating admonition, um, we have an F from Paul Anderson <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. Um, Paul who? Paul on Facebook. Paul oh, Anderson. Yeah, Paul Anderson. The reason I say that he used to be the world's strongest man. Really? Yeah, he was from Georgia. He was. Uh, uh, all you old timers out there, my hero when I was a kid, when I used to lift weights. And that's was, who gave the grade right there. Was Paul Anderson? That's a strong grade. Wow. That's all I got right now, but I'm going to give them a low passing grade, a D minus. Okay. Okay, we got uh, Kirk in West Bygod, Virginia. <clears throat> Kia, Vero Beach, addendum and market price, plus excessive government fees and more hokey pokey. My Lord, where's the kitchen sink? Kia, Vero Beach earns the promise of a D minus, but then again, I could be a liar. Truth equals F minus. Negan one F. Tired of not buying a car or a truck for a long time. Let's see here. We got uh, Tom Steckel. D minus. Just a step away from Hollywood Kia. <clears throat> Donovan. Oh, okay. He was in a conversation with Steve Maggs there. Uh, Mark Smith. D minus. Rocky Blockatiel. A solid D. Brian Sidlatko. The mystery shop is too easy to grade. F minus. And Mark Ryan, (laughs) D minus. The scales of supply and demand will shift at some point. 
And that's what we got for right now. Uh, for me, uh, they're playing the usual games, and I would say I I'll say the D. I'll give it the D minus grade, meaning if you go there, just be ready for the markups, and if they're not going to do anything, walk away. Yeah. But I would have given nice. a, a little bit better grade. But the market price thing, it I know it, it added a great dramatic effect for the shopping report there's suspense what is mp gonna be <laughs> but that's even more but more obscuring it's it's less transparency it's like an hour another label i mean that mp could have been anything it was the mood of the sales manager that day it's not it's ten thousand a day you know just twelve thousand on the weekend i mean yeah but uh Stu, didn't you uh mention lobster and uh, market price. Um, I mean, there in that setting, in a restaurant, uh, you know, I, th I think that it's under consideration. Right. Uh, but when you walk into a dealership, right. you know, it's not the uh, same thing. <laughs> it, 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 do you <clears throat> do you feel like as if that you're blindfolded and you walk in and they can just throw anything at you? Right. And it's acceptable. At no point until you are signed no on limits. the dotted line do you actually know what you're paying. <laughs> Exactly. Right. No limits, and you're wearing a blindfold. No exaggerations either. You want my grade? Mm. F. I, I do. F. F. Miss Nancy gives him an F. And uh, along with that, go to your Consumer Report, the 2023 Auto Edition, and you can read all about Just Say No to these dealership extras. Yeah. Great article. And it's funny how nitrogen exists after all these years. I guess some people just don't read the paper or don't read the uh, online. They don't read the news. They don't listen to anything. Nitrogen is just... It's, hard to, it's really hard to believe that you don't have any other yeah. uh, recourse but to think that way. If they're selling xenon in tires, then I would be impressed. Yeah. Another guess. But nitrogen, it's all and around us. Anybody's guess. I'll, I'll give them a D. I mean, that's my lowest... I, I don't... I, I'm I'm lighter on the on the punishment scores than most people, but for some reason I got a bad taste. Um, I, I I I certainly wouldn't fail them. I, I wonder if I shouldn't give them a C minus, but I'll give them a D. And uh, I think that uh, you know what uh, a lot of dealers are hurting themselves unbeknownst uh, because when you hold they had three key Tellurides in stock. And, and they're sitting there, and Kia knows they're sitting there. Meanwhile, there's another Kia dealer, or a lot of Kia dealers, that are selling their Kia Tellurides. And Kia allocates garages like Toyota or Honda or all the manufacturers. The faster the dealer sells them, the faster they ship new cars to that dealer. So this Kia Vero Beach, they're probably shooting themselves in the not, foot here. Not only that, well, and I don't, I don't know what their obviously know what their financials are, but generally speaking, it makes more sense to turn vehicles uh, faster in a used car. You 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 want to make room for another one so, sitting around waiting for that fifteen thousand dollar deal. Exactly. Yeah. And then when they when this is over, if it's ever over, the the people that have survived the pandemic and the economic and the environment, the, the supply chain, the dealers that in that that moment in time that are receiving the most cars, they have the lead in the race. Yeah. And then it gets competitive again, but they have the cars and the other dealers won't have the cars That's, because of you know the why? turn and earn. Yeah. You know why? 
because there's no pay plans based on turn and earn. It's all on gross profit. Exactly. <laughs> so that's exactly. they, they're killing themselves yeah. with their greedy pay yeah, plans. That, that is a that's a profound statement, and you got to remember this in the service department too, because there's a huge amount of screwing that's going on in the service departments, and everybody in that service drive is on commission. So. If you're on commission and you have to feed your family, put food on the table by how much money your check is every week, and you don't uh, sell anything that week, then you're in serious trouble. So uh, it's adversarial. You you go in to buy a car, you go in to service a car, uh, you're going to have to pay the highest price they can get from you. Well, <clears throat> my opinion is uh, this. And that is, um, if you do business right, uh, this is breaking news. If you do business right, uh, that dealer, and I know one, your business will triple. You just simplify things. You pay what you're supposed to pay. MSRP for a vehicle. Your, your business will triple, quadruple. It's so easy to do business the right way. Uh, now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, I haven't got anything else. Do we have any text left? Okay. Uh, well, we have a really long one, so I don't think we have time for it. We'll get it next week. Um, yeah. But I think we're caught up. I can sing a song. Okay. okay. Well, what, they could play the theme song. You you sang this morning. And we're singing. Uh, <laughs> I want to... Cue theme music. I, I want to remind everybody. Uh, Jonathan just reminded me uh, that we uh, spring forward. Hippity hop, hippity hop. Spring forward. And lose sleep. Yes, that is terrible. <laughs> I can't afford to lose much more sleep. Uh, at any rate, thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We had a great time with you. Uh, we enjoy your company uh, without you guys out there uh, and your phone calls. Uh, the show wouldn't be what it is. Stay tuned next week, Saturday morning, same time, 8 a.m., right here on the Oldies Channel.